wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play I it hope right. you got in tune, got he talking bigger business talking bigger He make a lot of Welcome to the Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Gatoon Joining me is my good friend Vic Pascucci, VP3 Victor Pascucci the third for the layman <laughs> What's up people? Partner at Lightbank, uh, get the, the fun social plugs out of the way real quick You can follow Victor at uh, Instagram and Twitter at Victor Pascucci 3 uh, obviously, you can follow me at Katoon and Technori at Katoon on anything social. Uh, getting uh, right into things here, we had a pretty we had a little break for a podcast last week, which is awesome. Congratulations to my uh, executive producer, chief of staff Sam Fisk and uh, Katie on getting married. Hey, Sam. Yeah, Sam. He's hopefully they're having fun already. The honeymoon should still be going on. You would, you would hope <laughs> after a week. Uh, so we're back in action. Um, obviously, events and things coming up. I think that are worth mentioning. I, I want to give a shout out for. Uh, Dare Mighty Things, which was last week on Monday. It was an awesome time. We will get into a topic unrelated. This is unrelated to Dare Mighty Things. It just happened to be with one of the speakers. And I want to talk to Vic about this because yeah. it rolls into a whole bunch of things founder-led. And this this is a great uh, pickup after Amy's conversation about the, the great Adam Newman. Uh, this is something of that ilk. So we'll get into that. But uh, the events that I also want to plug coming up here. Future Founders, it's a nonprofit organization that believes every youth can become an entrepreneur. Today announced uh, 18 semifinalists for the 6th annual U.Pitch National Collegiate Elevator Pitch Competition, which I will be judging. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Nice. Uh, when I did that at Northwestern, I got some negative feedback. Apparently, when you're voting out of 10 and you just give all, like sixes was the best I got, yeah. they were like, dude, like what? these well, are I, kids. I had to judge the... The University of Chicago yeah. class, yeah. and there was like the how to be a VC thing, and I'm like, you're fired. I'm not yeah, even radio. No. You're fired. It's like I'm, I'm like I'm at University love. of Chicago. I'm like I expect simple quantitative, like Read, how does this deal gonna make money? How's it make a fund back? Read principles by Ray Dalio. Yeah, tough love. That's all exactly. I gotta say. Tough yeah. love. Uh, finalists finalists of this will compete for a share of a ten thousand dollar prize. Uh, by pitching to a panel of judges like myself. Uh, the event is Thursday, November 14th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at 1871. I don't know if I asked Jen for permission at that, but, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, you should you should be there. You can get tickets, future founders. You pitch 2019 at com. Uh, Vic, we're going to jump into things. I'm going to pick up this thing by kind of setting the table. So yeah. we've got two call-ins today. Uh, you'll be surprised when they get off the elevator. We'll see who they are, so no follow-up on that. Um, but the things that... That, so here's a, I'll keep this short. There's a very short story. I did Dare Mighty Things. It was fantastic. Yeah. Got to talk to astronauts, got to talk to the founder of Siri, got to talk nice. to um, a, a, a woman who has spent like 500 hours in space. I mean, just like the CTO cool. of Jet Propulsion, like crazy stuff. Right. One of the speakers who I will not say the name in the company just because I want to be a nice person. And, but in all reality, I really enjoyed the conversation with her and I thought yeah. she was, was very smart. And this has nothing to do with her and her idea or any entrepreneurs listening. Uh, this is not a knock. It's just something that I think we should be aware of. I finished the conversation with her 45 minutes backstage. Come on stage. She's one of the last presenters. I woke up the next morning and I opened up the information.com. And there was a story on her comp- Her face was on in her information. I was like, hmm, hmm, click on it. Her company is folding and selling its assets to avoid bankruptcy. And the reporters have been trying to reach them. Their office has been empty since September. And she's on stage, like, talking about all the, the good things, but, like, never mentioned yeah. any of that. And I... I don't like, like I said, I'm not, this is not bashing her or any, anything like that. It's really more of just a, 
a transparency thing. Yeah, just be authentic, be real. What happened to being authentic in right? venture and being real? It's now. And it's this like, goes to the investors too. We were oh, talking about the this investors before. are worse. They're like they're like the gasoline on the fire, right? Like you, you, you can lose. Right. Like you lose more than you win. Like just own. But it. here's the thing: don't prop up people that you should take out. Like, why would you enable Adam? Because we I like Burning oh, by the Man, way, did we just <laughs> I like Burning Man. Did we just see what happened to Fair? Did we just see what happened uh, At, right across the street over here with a little uh, oh, yeah. $70 million payout right. that's going to be paid for some fines? I'm not knocking people, folks. I'm but just knocking it, it, people. Just be authentic. Be real. And by the way, take responsibility as an investor. If you gave someone that lacks character endless amounts of money, all you did was enable someone to be deplorable. Yeah. And by the way, if you never check them along the way, like you're a board member, you're an investor, you've got responsibilities. Get in there and check them when the time is to check them. And by the way, don't agree to some ridiculous governance structure where you have no rights and they have all the rights. Like, no, that's a big right flag. Have we not seen that? I, I just, this is just emblematic of a conversation that we could do a 25 hour show on because, the, and I mean this from my, like, honestly, I mean this from the heart. It's not. This is real talk. This is not me being mean to founders or investors. It's like, do you know how many times, I mean, you don't have to say this, how many times I have made ridiculous, embarrassing mistakes. My wife could come on the show and do a whole show on the stuff that Scott does. And I try to own most of it. In fact, I I kind of am really proud of of how stupid some of my decisions are because they're just funny. But like... If you're, if I'm a founder and and I have been, so I, I come on stage and I'm like, listen, I have said this during the periods of talking about technology. There there are periods where we've gone through like a, a pivot of sorts. That I literally don't know what we're doing. I have gone on stage. I'm like, I run Technori. Uh, our mission is to help democratize entrepreneurship and make it easier for founders to start and scale a business. While wow, that rolled off really well, yeah. uh, but to be totally honest, from a, from a financial standpoint, we I have no idea right. where we're going, and and I. And I'm okay with that because I'm trying to explore. You can say that. But it's like, be authentic and take responsibility for things, right? Like, you know how many times I've fallen on my face, whether it's my own businesses or capital raising... God knows what I've done to my family across the you know that's last you and 16, I are just like husband years. father of the year uh, every year I feel and, like and you know there's all that and it's like you know what you take responsibility and don't lie like yeah be professional about things yeah. Show I mean be face, clear she still. did not lie it was not yeah. even a lie of omission it wasn't something she was supposed to talk about but I I just it it irked me because I was talking in a very transparent conversation behind the stage right not like press mm-hmm. and it never even came up and I saw it the very next day and I was like. I've seen this, I mean, you, you see this all the time. Do you know how many, and this actually led to a conversation that we had in the office sure. um, the next day when I was telling my team about this, and I was like, this is hysterical. The number of founders who will come in and sit across the table from you and pitch, like everything is just rosy, and it's all a lie, because it's like nine things have to line up for it to be true, right. and I get the projecting thing, sure. but this is like, you you leave... Vic's office and you go back to your founding team and you go, oh my god, if this thing doesn't go this way, we're done. Right. And you've like presented an opportunity that you have resources to like kind of sure. you know, and your experience to smell it out, but you don't. You know. don't know. If you're not in the inside, you don't know. And even once you're in the inside, it's, you still it's don't how know. deep can you get in there. So the point is, it's like, be authentic, be real, and be responsible. Yeah. Like, we know what we're getting into in venture. We know what we're getting into when we're starting businesses. But that doesn't mean you get to just outright lie or create this culture of 
absolute deceit around you, and it's all about you and your ego. There, this is like a, a tip, a tip of the day. We'll give a couple of these, I guess. There, there's transparency, and then there's like, wow, that's really transparent. And I just want you can feel it. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. I just want to tell you listeners and investors out there and people and founders and just human beings. This also goes for relationships, by the way. I'm just going right. to float that out there. <laughs> this goes on hinge too, folks. Right. Ashley, I know what well, you're taking, so I don't, we don't have to worry about that. But if for whatever reason you were to find yourself back on an app, if it seems like a lot of transparency, it's total BS. Correct. If it seems like I'm, I'm sharing everything, every nothing about me is secretive. That is like a red flag that and, like everything is a secret. And part of it's just you got to be able like you have to do this for a long time to pick up on senses on people. So take take you've been in the room with both these people. So yes. I'll tell uh, you can tell me what the vibe was. <laughs> the people that management team that just paid seventy million. Yeah. Versus our friend Kyle Nakatsui. Yeah. At Clearcover, what kind of vibe you get sitting down with Kyle where he's pitching his business or talking about his employees versus the other ones? Kyle doesn't give an f in just the way that makes <laughs> right like he's like all like, he's like this is my business this is what has to go right for it to be a billion dollar business and here's where i'm at and yeah. here's where you plug in or you don't in which case like and he, if i don't do this then we got problems that said i want to give a little free shout out for our friends at keeper security if you're gonna be on the other side of the fence you should definitely pay my friend darren for keeper security and then get their keeper chat and then have all your your encrypted conversations about how you're bamboozling you know people <laughs> on that so that it doesn't end up in a courtroom yeah. uh you know like or or you snapped I don't know something it's just I just find this stuff just mind blowing yeah. uh that we're here and I don't even know why so we're going to take a, a quick break I'm going to wipe the sweat off my brow and then <laughs> Vic and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, another company local here that's doing some great things about to go uh, about to announce an IPO and then we're going to hear some pitches so uh, we will be right back uh, this is Vic Pascucci Scott Catoon WGN Radio hanging out with my friend Vic Pascucci uh we were just talking about uh well Startups that are not doing things maybe the way that they should are founders and investors. It's really just the tech community at large, which we'll wrap the bow on this. I know Amy did a great job talking for like a half an hour about this exact thing, so I'll wrap the bow on it here and talk about the good things. One of our, uh, it's a portfolio company, do you guys, Lightbank, um, that has uh, announced that they're planning to IPO, and they're a local company who's been on the podcast. If you haven't listened to my podcast, uh, it's a shameful loss. Uh, <laughs> you can go to Spotify or Apple. It's at Technori. It's just Technori Podcast. Um, or technory.com where you should, you know, have that as your like your home screen when you open Listen up. Listen to the show. Please, please, my child's life depends on you <laughs> listening to the show a lot and sharing it everywhere. Um no, anyway, so Justin Howard is the CEO founder. He's been on the, the podcast several times. Uh interesting guy, smart guy, great company. And you obviously have better insight into the company than I do, but I, I think it's something that we should be mentioning that there's a potentially a company in Chicago that's gonna IPO and I think uh like so, you know, have sex success. You know, we saw um, Sprouts filing hit the public um, this past week. It's out there. They are going to go public. But I think the real thing is about kind of dovetailing what we talked about before. Like that company that Justin has built is like nothing else, right? The culture he's got amongst that team that is clearly one of the highest functioning teams I've ever been yeah. uh, been fortunate enough to Their work with. Their customer support is insane. We use Sprout, so uh, like I, I use I, the product. I mean, you got it's amazing. Joel Del Prado is their CFO. Awesome guy, knows his stuff. Ryan Barreto is like 
one of the most incredible sales guys I've ever seen in action, period. And you can see in the public filings what their numbers are like. Yeah. I mean, that. but I think the real thing is that going back to that Chicago story, like people are like, oh, we haven't had any great, you know, enterprise software, or SMB software, or any SaaS successful companies coming out of there. Like Justin built an amazing company. He was the number one CEO for employees under a thousand on Glassdoor for how many years running? And then it's like, but he built it kind of what I'll call the Chicago way. Yeah. Like, look at his competitors, like the Hootsuites and uh, Sprinklers and all of them. They all raised a ton of money, imp- never did anything meaningful, barely, the ones that yeah. did sell, barely sold for how much they raised, and, like, nothing happened. Like, Justin, like, didn't care about press, didn't care about hype. He cared about his people, he cared about his customers, and he built an amazing company. He like, occasionally blows me off for the Hawks games I invite him to, but other than that, I'll let him uh, he, he blows me off for everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, for everything. Well, then I feel yeah. better then, because you're actually like on the board or whatever. No, I came off the board play. a while ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, for that last round of financing they did, um, I came off the board there. That's usually when I'm early stage investor, I come off right before those later stages. Gotcha. Just because it's time to tighten up the board and, and get ready for Get things. rid of the, the riffraff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a much better person than me. So, I mean, the thing is, like, he built a company. He built it the right way. There was no games. There was no BS on it. Yeah. He cared about his people, cared about his customers, cared about his product, and he just get, built an amazing company. And it wasn't like about the pomp and circumstance. It wasn't about Justin the ego. Like yeah. Justin has no ego, yeah. which is part of the thing. I mean, he's just like, no, I don't care. Like I'm running my company. I hit my numbers. Similar for the other successful. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, you talk about Kyle, the mm-hmm. the successful founders that we see in Chicago. I'm not going to name names again, but I I just can't help it. I was at Chicago Innovation Awards. Yeah. And uh, I thanks will for not, inviting me. Appreciate that. I didn't even, you know, I whatever. What are you? You probably do? had like the baller table. Up I'm not. Front. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I actually just did the cocktail hour. Then. <laughs> but uh, there was a couple companies there that they were dressed in like team, like team drag clothes thing. I don't know, it was like whitewashed denim and like these like jumper jackets and like just totally decked out like matching. And I was like, Nah, bro. Yeah. Like right. I don't even know if how they did. I just it was like. I mean, I'll, honestly, one of the guys was on my show at one point, and I yeah. felt the same way when he came in. I was like, "Yeah, I don't like that." Yeah, it's just I, like quit playing games. Quit just being get, make some money. Like no games, no cheesiness. Like yes, be excited about your company, do your thing. But like, be, I love self promotion. Be flipping. Look at me. I, mean, I am come one of the biggest self promoters <laughs> on the planet. This whole thing is self promotion. But I don't like that kind. I don't like mm-hmm. the like. I guess I'll give them points for bringing the team. I like that. But like, sure. there was just something. I don't there. The people who just sort of unassumingly come in and like, I got a great idea, a great company. Here's someone to fund it. Here's someone to do it, and they get to work. I love them. Yeah. Let's just return to substance. Yes. Let's return to substance. Let's be authentic. Let's be real. No more games. We have okay. So we only have uh, like three minutes left so to talk about this before we yeah. go to commercial and have the pitches. So I want to get this in. Um, you mentioned that there was the hoot suites of the world and, yeah. and that there is. I'm just noticing this thing. Maybe it's just fatigue, but. I'm noticing a trend of a lot of like copycats yeah. where it's like just barely different from like its predecessor mm-hmm. and you're coming up with like a SaaS app or like let's just look at social media like Justin is early enough that like I would not call that a copycat app right. but it, but like there will be another one mm-hmm. and what like I don't want to tell founders not to try to do better with something but there's a certain line where you should know like okay like should I yeah, be it, the one to try another copy of this and I think it's it's super hard for me to talk about that one or in that space because it's like 
Well, you got a thousand I, pitch decks, and well, like only I, like, a few make it to the top. We always talked about this. I'm looking for, like, tell me why you're going to win versus anybody else. What's your competitive advantage that's going to, cr- like, yeah. why are you going to win versus everybody else? Show me your unfair competitive advantage, right? And I always look for that. But at the same time, like, the Me Too stuff, like, Zoom. Yeah. It was another Me Too video conferencing yeah. or conferencing app. Did we need another one? No. Yeah. Did all of them work just fine? This is just to be clear, is a different Me Too, not the Me yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah exactly. well, not the Me Too <laughs> yeah. that you're thinking of. This right. is the and Me Too. I'll yeah. do this too. Yeah, no, I agree. With and you. there was like, like we didn't. I didn't think we needed another video conferencing yeah. or phone conferencing app. And like Zoom is one of the most yeah. successful IPOs that have come out there. So I would have said no to that because it seemed like another. But my guess, case. though, I don't know if you had the opportunity to hear early pitches. My guess is you wouldn't have said no that way because if you told me, "Do we need another Slack?" I would say, "Are you kidding me? We, right. I'm I'm slacked out." But if I heard Slack and you explained to me Slack versus Microsoft Teams, which they may you know may end up getting kind of crushed a little bit uh-huh. by Microsoft Teams because of the infrastructure. But I will tell you, as a Slack user, way better. Yeah, and I can Somebody and just funded another Slack competitor thing. I know there's a there's another one like every five minutes, and then there's like Notion, which just took funding yeah. for the first time. And I actually kind of like Notion for all the reasons that I think other people might not like it. But like, I like that it has everything all in one, but each one individually is sort of its own kind of isolated yeah. thing. There, Listen, we're going to have a pitch from someone in the finance space and, and others, and I've, I've heard 8,000 yeah. versions of Robinhood. I will tell you that Robinhood obviously changed the world with the free yep. free trades, but their user design and everything is just exceptional. Right. And so if you know that you can be the same as somebody else, but you know how to make it better to yeah. a point that's marketable, like uh, you know our, our guy Raul Vora, the superhuman app, the email. Sure, yeah. We don't need another email interface, no. but yet his email interface is awesome. Yeah. He figured out how to differentiate it. I'll, I'll jump on it on an individual basis, but there's there's got to be a line in the sand here where I, we stop it, copycatting. Yeah, so it's, it's skills, but why you and why this? And like, it can't be a copycat. And I hate the answer, please entrepreneurs understand this, when you are a copycat and your response after I push and push and push is, well, it's a big enough market so it can handle two of us. Well, yeah, that's fine, but there's 25 of you. Yeah, so that's and the even that, no one needs, and no. no one wants to be part of number three four or five in a huge market right yes there's the winner take all winner take most but it's like your answer can't be well it's a big enough market and so it's okay no why you why this why are you going to win i need something very why are you going to be like a long-standing game-changing company that's going to persist and and i'm going to say this we have like 20 seconds and roll i'm just going to say this and roll it out i i'm just done with the like i had this problem myself and so i started a company thing like if i hear the pitch I hope the people who are pitching are listening because I just I can't help it. Poor it's Ashley's just, uh, like, oh my god, like, we're so off the rails again. Is, Here this we show go. has derailed. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks, we are going to take a commercial break and then we'll come back in the back half with the startup showcase. Welcome back to the startup showcase. I'm your host Scott Katoon. Joining me, Vic Pascucci, partner at Lightbank. Uh, we are about to enter hello, the uh, hello. <laughs> uh, we are about to enter the startup showcase portion of the show. So, uh, Vic, you ready to see who gets off this elevator? I'm super excited to see you. <laughs> you sound so excited. Hey, my name's Amit. I run a company called Tadasai. So, tell us what you're working on. Yeah, sure. So basically, Talisfy is an app that um, helps you collect know-how in your company, um, all the things that people know how to do inside a company, all in one place. It could be as simple as, like, what's the Wi-Fi password for the building? Or it could be a complex procedure, like how do we onboard new clients and things like that. So not only can you store them, but you can run them too. 
for an example of client onboarding, you can actually run the client onboarding on the app. It's a cloud-based tool. So it's, it's um, hugely beneficial so that people can eliminate kind of documents and emails and chaos and have you done this? No, I haven't. I thought you were doing it, blah, 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 blah. So it kind of makes a business much more efficient and easy to easy to spend your day without stress using in repetitive things. I mean, in theory, I actually kind of get it. I mean, I... I have everything spread all over. I'm terrible at like yeah. that kind of thing. So there's all kinds of stuff like so, that. So, I mean, are you going after large enterprises or SMB with your solution? Oh, yeah, we're going after SMBs. Uh, we just think that small businesses just don't have, you know, they, they, they're the ones stuck with documents and emails and, and, and paper sometimes as well. So it's it's them that want repeatable procedures so they can scale their operations. I mean, if you're, if you're small and you have big ambitions, then you need to figure out how to scale um, not just like, you know, um, hire more people and then kind of hope for the best. But you need systems to scale. So what we do is give you those systems so that the next time you hire someone, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's all just right there. You can just rinse and repeat what people already know. So it's, it's SMB we focus on, really, small businesses. All right, so walk me through how the app either ingests a manual process and turns it into an automated one. Yeah, so there's two ways you can put um, knowledge or know-how into Talify. You can go into the app and just type it up, like make a new snippet, make a new procedure, type up your procedure. So instead of typing it into a Word document or an Excel doc or a Google doc, type it into Talify instead. It's like 10 times better. It lets you improve it. You can have analytics, all sorts of things like that. So that's a manual way. The other way is to use our plugins for apps like Slack, where if you're chatting to someone on Slack and you think, oh, that's a little good SAQ that I need to save somewhere, well, you just click a button, and then it just you can grab that piece of text from Slack, then dump it into Talify from your existing chat tool. We're also building a plugin for Outlook so that you can do it from Outlook as well. Um, so those are the two ways you can get content in. And once it's in there, you can run a procedure that you've collected and actually run it in practice. You can actually launch a procedure and run it rather than just read it. So that's basically it. Put stuff in and then run it. It's in. You know what this is similar to? This is kind of like a catalytic. So um, that's automating manual yeah. processes. So there's, there's yeah, a huge, I've heard of them, Ben. Yeah, there's a huge need for this. So I, I spent some time in enterprise architecture and process automation transformation at the large Fortune 100 companies. So there's these mm -hmm. the huge apps out there like UiPath and those types of companies that are trying to do this at the large enterprise scale. There's the definitive market mm -hmm. need for it in the SMB side of it. And I think for your solution more so than any of them, especially in SMB, it's your cohort data that's going to say whether you've got something feasible or not. And when I say cohort data, one, with SMBs, you have to pay special attention to your cohorts because SMBs churn. Um, and so you got to see how you've got like a positive cohort um, accumulation going. But then also, if this product is producing the value it's supposed to, people should be using it more and more and coming back and using more processes more mm -hmm. plugins and utilization. So your existing customers should go deeper and then you should be adding more customers and then you're actually churning out the back end. That's going to show really, yeah, and where you really have something. We're quite early, you know, we're quite early days, but we see pretty good negative churn right now. But also, we also see sticky content. So this is stuff like how your operations run is critical to your company. So if you spend five hours typing up like five procedures in our app, right? It's very unlikely you're now going to say, hey, hey, let's just ditch this app, right? Because your valuable know-how is inside it. So that's one other thing. 
But I also think we focus differently on client-facing workflows. With things like RPA and enterprise stuff, mm-hmm. they focus on back-office workflows. They focus on um, financial stuff that you need to automate and save time on, right? Right. We focus on client-facing workflows, like client onboarding, yep. where you can actually share the task with the client. So in other words, we make you money, yep. whereas RPA and that kind of stuff saves you money. Right. Well, a lot of those and RPAs are me, doing, they're, they're using them for account opening, um, especially within financial services. They've got them doing account opening on credit cards, some personal loans. Right. I think there's a lot of players, you know, yeah. I think even CRMs are actually entering this game too. Sure. Um, but our focus is really the SMB space because enterprises is too long. The sales cycle is too complicated. It's yep. too, there's too much cultural friction for people to even change, right? Right. Um, the, the behaviors. So, so people love is, their manual processes in, in large enterprises. They right, love, and you're not going to make them change. So it's it's a tough sell, you know, with right. that kind of thing. So what's your go to market then on this? How are you going to distribute? How are you going to sh- show you've got product market fit on this? What are we going to see? Yeah, well, basically, if you just Google client onboarding on Google right now, with one of the top results on Google search, right. So at the moment, we have huge traction on Google search. Like, there's thousands of searches, but we're on page one. We actually get almost a half a million bucks a month worth of free clicks. In other words, if you paid for those clicks on Google, it would cost a half a million bucks a month. We get them for free. We actually have ten to 20,000 visitors a day to our website. The power of great content. Search. There you go. The power of great yeah, content. Yeah, content marketing SCM is great. SEM versus right? SEO. So, <laughs> SEM is just money straight down the, the bathroom, like yeah. metaphor, yeah. right? It's just literally, whereas this is just a gift that keeps on giving and yeah, it's I free, think... right? It's a competitive advantage versus others. So we get a lot of leads that way. And um, You've basically got... they Google something like client onboarding. They find us, they click through and they sign up. So yeah. it's not rocket science, but it's, it's, a, it's a good edge versus others you know, for now. Yep. I think you got to so, get something I... in there. Um to convert those like for a tool like yours, you need an easy lightweight yeah. setup and trial. So, you know, take a trial for a couple weeks and then convert and got people that you're mm-hmm. going to have to do so much volume. Like you've got to have like a self-service side of it where people can just sign up, give you a credit card and run, um, and then try to upsell mm-hmm. them from there. So you need some, a couple people working the phones, help them on board. Um, and then another team growing these things. Well, I, I also want to add, uh, just, uh, last seconds here before we let you go, uh, to find out all of those things, as well as to find out, um, and invest in the company, you can go to republic.co slash Talify. Uh, they have a, actually a really nice video that kind of walks you through the UX and like the whole thing. There's more than 1,200 investors have contributed. Put, it's $225,000 invested, and it's you know 900% of what your goal was. So congrats on that. Um, I think it's it's an interesting product. I think um, my my first foray into like Notion that reminds me of this a lot mm-hmm. in a completely different way. Uh, it's not relative mm-hmm. at all in that sense, but like having everything in one was something I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I just, I can't, it's too, too hard for me to, to do. And then I got in it, I was forced into it and now I'm like stuck in it. So to your point about stickiness and, yeah. and doing everything in in one spot, I do think that we, we got like way too many apps and then all of a sudden now we're kind of flushing them back into the center. So, uh, best of luck to you in this. Uh, where do people go to, to learn more about you and to, uh, to try the product? I guess you just search for workflow apps on Google and it comes right to you. Yeah, you could just Google Talify, but the website is Talify, T-A-L-L-Y-F-Y.com. The Republic fundraising page is republic.co slash Talify. Um, Those are the two links. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Best of luck, and we will uh, hopefully hear hear from you soon. Good luck. Yeah, thank you very much. Yep, take care. Thanks.
All right, Vic, uh, we got about a minute, and then we got to take yeah. a quick break and tech, uh, take the next one. What are your just like real quick thoughts on, on that? I, I think um, th- I w- I'm, s- I'm slow into it, yeah. and then once I listen to it more, it's like, okay, I can, I can jump on this. So doing this at an enterprise is hard, but obviously UiPath is doing it really well. Yep. Um, so I think what he's got there is if he can take this – knowledge repository if he's got essentially a data warehouse for smbs once their data's in there they're probably not gonna bolt so he needs just an efficient like online demo to sign up so because he's got to do thousands of these things to get them there i I will say i'm not going to be terribly critical we only have kind of a limited number of of points to look at i do like the no 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 i'm only interested in smb yeah smart it's like I, i think that's a good starting place and I like SMB. There's some venture capitalists out there that don't like SMB. I hate working with them, but I like <laughs> I like selling them stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I love to sell them things. I just hate to actually execute. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. I'm such a great person. Take a quick commercial <laughs> break, and we're gonna come back with another pitch. Welcome back to the startup showcase. Uh, I have to say, after we were talking, Vic and I were talking during the break, and the more we talk about the Talify, the more I, I kind of interesting. So I think I might I might fling. It's a hundred dollar minimum. I don't know about you, Vic, but I think I might fling yeah. maybe like a couple hundred bucks into this and just and let it ride. I, I was talking about this uh, on the podcast. I'm now two weeks in a row with uh, equity crowdfunding companies that have exited, and I yeah. got a little check. So I don't know. If you people are not investing in these companies, uh, I don't know. It's kind of foolish because it's not like a lot of money. Yeah. If you have money to fling. Especially uh, ones like Talify, you could see it as a quick, easy tuck-in ac- yeah, acquisition for totally. one of the big... SMB players. Don't invest if you don't have the money. This has to be money that, like, if the doors opened up and it flew out the window, like, that's okay. Yeah. Well, we, I told Just, my story last time. Like, yeah. if we take this money and we burn it, you have to not only be okay with it, but I want you to celebrate the pretty colors that yeah. the fire's making <laughs> yeah, yeah. when it's on. Right? And you could say that about some of the VC money, too. Uh, yeah. just sort or of, some VC partnerships. Uh, yeah, I'm just sort of kidding there. Uh, okay, so we have one more for you. Ready nice. for one more pitch here. Uh, let's, for us. For us, yeah, not for... Yeah, well, no, I bring them in free. Too much pressure. I bring them in free. Who's in the elevator? Let's see. I'm Majid Maksad. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Status Money. And Status Money is a social personal finance app that shows people how their finances compare to their peers, and it enables them to crowdsource advice from people who are like them uh, and to do so freely and anonymously. Check us out at statusmoney.com. And you can also invest in this company uh, at republic.co and it's uh, slash status-money. And I just want to make sure that we're giving everyone their their adieus. You guys have raised a little over hundred, almost one hundred ten thousand four hundred investors. You got eighty nine days left, uh, so the the deal is set and the terms are there. You've got a value cap of about twenty five million, ten percent discount, minimum investment of a hundred dollars. Funding goal obviously has been reached already. So uh, those are the numbers. People should go check it out and and read more about the terms and all that kind of jazz. I'm going to start this off and then let... let uh, I'm good cop, by the way, uh, just so you know. Vic is bad cop. He's even wearing black and I'm wearing white and we, we should... Our wives coordinate this for us. It's, it's, it's part of the family therapy. Um, so here's the deal. I, I'm a, I'm a, a serial like downloader of financial apps. I am obsessed with markets. I'm obsessed with investing at every level. And I am also, I'm not a FOMO person. I don't even care about our own competitors, but I, I, I am a person who likes to see comps. And so in theory, I do like the idea of being able to see, am I ahead or below the curve? And in the only two things I can think of where that matters is money and weight. 
Am I like people like me? Are they? Am I, am I thin or am I fat? Like, what's going on here? I know the answer to that, Vic. Don't say anything. Um, but, but, Vic, we're what, gonna get Technori compression shirts that are coming. You don't want to. I wear a compression shirt. It's just underneath it, and it's a very different purpose than your compression shirt. Uh, okay, so uh, I I am favorable of the concept of this company. Vic is going to ask questions to learn more about like where you guys are in this process. But I, I will hold my opinion until after that. So, Vic, fire away. All right. So I'll just start off the bat saying I've seen a lot of these people like me finance apps. Everything from ones that Fortune 100 companies created just for themselves that had kind of their own particular market they went after to all the other startups, the Motifs and the Sig Figs. And there's been dozens and dozens of these things. <laughs> And none of them reach any meaningful scale. None of them seem to break out. And the advice is never really that good because it's like, oh, what do millennials like me do? Well, usually when it comes to personal finance, not very well. Um, and so there's not a lot of value there. So like this thing was like all the rage, like investors like me or people like me, especially back in the day when Facebook was something people didn't put some type of expletive before when they talked about Facebook <laughs> and the same with Twitter. And it was, you know, follow your fund managers and you'll see what they say. And like, I saw this, it's come, it's gone. Now this could be the second coming and could be good. I was going to say, I want to enter a piece here and then let, uh, let Maj take it from here. <laughs> There's something here that's unique and that compared to all the ones that you pitched, uh, you talked about. The one thing that I think is interesting here is we have a demographic more so now than even, even five years ago who are, they're dangerously financially savvy. Crypto was like an intro into the world of putting money into the mm -hmm. into the internet, and they make a lot of decisions in like half half you know half pace. And the, uh. this can direct them towards smarter fee fee finders, smarter uh, interest rates, things that maybe they don't know about. Can you talk a little bit more about sort of the differentiators here? Because because I think Vic is spot on about the the first part. There's been a lot of a lot of traffic in this area. No right. one really got it right. I'd love to know what you guys are doing that is is different, unique. Because when I looked at it over at a glance, I, I did see a couple of things I thought were unique to you. Yeah, um, look, I, I do appreciate the uh, the critical question, and and you know we all need to kick the tires on the idea. Now, I'll tell you kind of how we came about this. Um, you know, I'm a millennial. When I graduated from college now, you know, almost 15 years ago, by the way, millennials are getting older. We are. Um, you know, I looked at where I could get my hands on some financial advice, right? right. Uh, when do I start saving? What is the 401k? What, you know, what are employer contributions? How does this, this stuff work? And the reality is financial advisors didn't want to give me the time of day. You know why? Right. I have still had some debt. My investable assets were nil. Nobody wants to talk to people who don't have money. And unfortunately, if I went and talked to my colleagues and friends, they all gave me a deaf ear and looked at me like I was crazy because there's something called the money taboo, right? We don't talk to each other about money. It's still off limits. We can talk to each other about our sexual preferences, our political preferences, and boy, is that getting interesting these days. But money is still off limits. So what we wanted to do is build a platform that can enable people to democratize and crowdsource the information that they need. That includes the comparisons, the answer the question, how am I doing, um, and then derive some recommendations based on that, but also to get into the things like the actual asking of questions and to do so anonymously 
through our platform. So we've got kind of a social network thing going. That, so that's, now, that's the part that I like is the, the anonymous part of this was what I, I thought was unique is that you could, you could actually like learn about where better places to put things and where should I have my money and, and whatever stuff you just want to see <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, I guess I yeah, that's know. right. I think we have to, I think what you're really going to need is prove out that the wisdom of the crowd is better than the wisdom that they can get from a robo advisor because the wisdom of the crowd, let's take our favorite millennials right there. Everyone knows I'm a big crypto bull and a big blockchain bull. But the reality is if you listen to your fellow millennials, the facts are clear. <laughs> 90% of them bought their Bitcoin at the absolute high, yeah. right? Absolute high. That's when all the millennials ran to it, right? And now we're, what, yeah. 60% off that? So I think you really got to sharpen yeah. that model that says, here's what the crowdsourced information would have got you, and here's what the robo-advisors would have got you, and here's what... You know, the here's the people on this one, get right? You. And here's what, what yeah. you've done if you put your money into Stash or Digits yeah. or Acorns. Now, keep something in mind. Um, well, you know, we, we are like not providing, up, so just so you know, yeah, we're, we're not providing advice ourselves. The data for peer benchmarks that we provide is based on 16 million people across the country, right? So, we're able to dig down into people who are your age, your income, they live near you, they have a similar credit score, they make as much money as you. So, you can drill down and kind of understand where you are. That is the foundation for everything else. And that's, I think, what the, you know, the companies that got built on this kind of concept and tried it out, you know, a decade ago when big data wasn't a thing and algorithms weren't where they are today. That's where they fell on their face. So we've got better data, better algorithms, and a better way to really deliver these insights to make people, you know, uh, have the ability to actually make them useful. No, I, I, I appreciate it. I like it. Um, we will be sharing this all over social, and people should check it out. You go to republic.co slash status-money. Uh, obviously, go to status money and check them out on, on, uh, on social. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to call in. Thanks, Jim. All right, take care. Awesome. Vic, it's been a lot of fun. We got to roll, wrap up quick. All right, I need my own tagline. You got boom, it's a wrap. I got nothing. I, we'll I get need you. Something. That will work. Ashley, on it. give me. I, we'll I need work help. on it. Boom, that's a wrap. <laughs>